Hey guys, it's Simmy, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Friday, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's show does go, we're going to talk about CM Punk potentially returning to WWE, and possibly soon. One AEW star, yesterday of all days, filing a CM Punk-related trademark, Big AEW Dynamite vs. NXT showdown next week. We're going to talk about some names returning and possibly debuting soon for AEW. AEW Dynamite numbers this week. And so much more. Because again, this is the wrestling wrap-up. Every Monday, most of the time, and always on Fridays. Talking all the all the news in the world of professional wrestling. We bring it here so you don't have to go anywhere else. It's just all consolidated into one easy-to-watch video. Remember, you can watch this show a number of different ways. You can watch on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember, head over to the uh, YouTube, hit that join button, and become a channel member. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, and you're claiming the free games are getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, use this code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Assassin's Creed Mirage dropped yesterday on the Epic Game Store. You want to play that, the newest Assassin's Creed game? Well, when you buy it, put this code in. PW Unlimited. Go play Disney Speedstorm. Disney Speedstorm is an amazing game. You want some cool free games? The free game right now is Godlike Burger, and that game's fun as hell. I've played it. I have it. It's awesome. It's fun. It's just wacky, and yeah, it's a great time. Go get it, and when you do, put this code right here in on the Epic Game Store. PW Unlimited. I do apologize for the podcast starting about 15, 20 minutes late. I had a power outage this morning, and then my power went, came back right around noon-ish when I was supposed to go live. So, yeah, it happened yesterday, too. Our power flickered off and on a few times. So I don't know what's going on there, but everything seems to be good now. So we'll figure it out. We'll see what's going on, and we'll go from there. Now, as far as the first news story we're going to talk about, we're talking about old Phil Brooks, old CM Punk. And what the hell's going on with all of this? Because is he is he not going to WWE? Is he? Is he not? I don't know. I'm just going to say it right now. I know that my whole thing is aggregation. We don't break news here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. We just bring you the news so you have one place you can come to get all of your wrestling news. I get it. Aggregate, aggregate, aggregate. Take from others. Give them the credit because they reported it first and then go from there. But some of these wrestling sites, I'm not going to name any names, will just aggregate anyone from anything, even if it contradicts. Literally, I saw one site put up a post. 
WWE and CM Punk in talks. And then a second post. And this is all on my Twitter timeline in this order from this site. I'm not going to name the site. It's the first one. Report. CM Punk and WWE in talks on potential return. Next one. Report. CM Punk. A safe bet to return to WWE at Survivor Series. Then the next one. Report. Something drastic will need to happen for CM Punk to return to WWE. Then another one. Fourth one. There's four of them. Report. Triple H's potential plans for CM Punk upon return. What, what, what's, the, what's the one there in the middle? Something drastic needs to happen. First off, it was a safe bet. Because it's all going good. It's, oh, CM Punk and WWE are talking. Oh, wow, it's a safe bet for Survivor Series. Oh, no, what happened? It, it, it's not close. Something's going to happen. Oh, my God, no, no. Here's Triple H's plans. Why would Triple H have plans if all of a sudden it's not? Like, I don't know. And they do this kind of stuff all the time. Con- contradicting reports and all. It's like, come on. Come on. Get your sources as far as like who you're going to actually aggregate that you know is credible and not some of these ones that, because there's some of these websites, I'm going to name the name, but you probably know who I'm talking about, where someone will put up a news story and immediately they'll put up another story that tries to contradict him. Like that person's wrong. This is what I've heard. Like, really? What? Yeah. Okay. Or some of these websites where they'll read a news story and they'll twist the headline and use somebody in the thumbnail that has nothing to do with the story. Like there was one I saw today. Not going to name the site. It's a different site that I was talking about earlier. Literally said, 75% chance of the second coming of The Rock leaving AEW for WWE. And the thumbnail photo is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now can you guess who that is supposed to be talking about? Tricky Starks when you click into it and actually read it. But it's like, hey, first, why is The Rock your thumbnail? You're calling him the second coming of The Rock? Because no. I get it. When Ricky was in AEW early on, people compared him to The Rock because at one point he wore a turtleneck with a with a necklace or whatever, a chain. But I don't see Ricky Starks as the next Rock, the second coming of The Rock. Nothing against Ricky Starks. I think Ricky Starks is a phenomenal talent, but he's not... The second coming of The Rock. And so when you're putting that in your title and using The Rock as the thumbnail, and if someone doesn't read it right, like me, dyslexic, that doesn't really get the pun at first, you're just going to say, what? Why would The Rock quit AEW for WWE? He's not in AEW. Like, it hurts your brain sometimes with the way some of these websites try to write their clickbait uh, clickbait um, headline. Again, Especially with people like me with dyslexia that can't read things properly the first time. Especially if you see it really quickly. You got to read it a couple times. And so it's like, huh? Yeah, anyways. Let's talk CM Punk. And what we are hearing this morning that is actually credible. And this does come from Dave Meltzer. In the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Where Ian Carey of FRW Online, kind of summarized everything Dave did put in the newsletter. He writes the following. CM Punk intends to return to WWE. There's been a lot of talk of late regarding the possibility of Punk returning to the company he was with from 2005 to 2014's Royal Rumble. 
Our own Dave Meltzer addressed what he's heard from WWE and those close to Punk in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh, Meltzer wrote, quote, Regarding CM Punk, there is obvious tons of talk regarding him returning. There have been rumors that it's happening, but those in WWE have only said that no deal is complete, and those close to Punk have told us that it is his intention to return, and the two sides are in talks, Meltzer wrote. WWE will be in Punk's hometown of Chicago in, on November 25th for Survivor Series. Meltzer noted that it would make sense for Punk to return to that show. Despite being fired on September 2nd, Punk continued to be the top merchandise seller for AEW last month, according to estimates by WrestleNomics. He sold more than any other wrestler on the roster, although AEW-branded merchandise, not affiliated with any specific wrestler, sold more. Basically just AEW logo and whatnot. Also, in an interesting turn of events, AEW's Dax Harwood filed a trademark yesterday for the term CMFTR. The filing was submitted on October 5th. Today's October 6th through attorney Michael E. Dawkins. Now, that's an interesting one. That's a, a very interesting one. Like, what the, what? There might not be anything there to the Dawkins, not the Dawkins, the Harwood thing. Maybe it's just like, I need to just trademark this just so we have it just in case we need it. Like, I don't know when they would need it, but yeah. Also, there was a report from House of Wrestling that stated um, Punk showing up at Survivor Series is, quote, a safe bet. So, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens with CM Punk going back to WWE. Everything looks like it's in the works, and if nothing, you know, I don't think anything's going to hinder this. I think it's going to happen. And what I want CM Punk to do, I think WWE would not be against doing this. Give Punk his Kevin Nash big boys play moment. Give CM Punk his moment. Where I get, it's different because like Nash was a big star in WWE that moved to WCW. This is more of, a big name in WWE, then they went to AEW, then they came back to WWE, so it wouldn't hit as hard. But like Nash, when he shows up on that first um, Nitro he was on, he was like, huh, so this is where the big boys play. Well, Punk can come out and be like, well, I've been over there, and now I know this is where the big boys are, or something like that. But he can do his version of where the big boys play. So that would be an interesting one if WWE wanted to take a Huge jab at AEW with CM Punk coming back to the company. And so, I really think this is going to happen. I think with both sides talking, I don't know who's talking to who, whether that's Punk actually talking to Triple H, or Punk actually talking to Nick Khan, or Punk actually talking to Vince McMahon, or if it's Punk's representatives talking to somebody within WWE, whether that's Nick, Vince, or Hunter, or who, I don't know. But I do think in two months' time, CM Punk will be back in WWE. I think it's very, very, very possible. But the big question is, the big arising question, do you announce Punk ahead of time and try to sell out that show, which I think is pretty much sold out anyways? Or do you save him for a big surprise? Because you can do a couple of things. You announce him ahead of time. Maybe he takes on Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Maybe he fights... LA Knight in a big match on the show. Yeah, LA Knight would have to lose. Or, or 
The show ends with Seth Rollins retaining the World Heavyweight Championship. And as Seth is in the ring, his back still hurting, him holding himself up with the ropes, he's like looking around. And then as he's like, oh, I'm one, I'm good, he gets ready to get out of the ring and out comes CM Punk. Walks straight down to the ring, doesn't say a word, just looks at Seth, looks at the belt, looks at Seth, looks at the belt, and then does his like, ah, Chicago, kind of thing, and the show goes off the air. I don't know. Something like that, maybe. There's there's multiple things you can do here. Announce them ahead of time, put them in a big marquee match, sell a bunch of tickets. Which, let's go see how this show is doing. Uh, WWE Survivor Series 2023 tickets. Go to Ticketmaster. Uh, is the show sold out? Because Ticketmaster ain't showing me nothing. Oh, here we go. Because, like, let's zoom in here and I'll pull this up on the screen. There's not a lot of tickets. Like, this show's, oh, wow. There's like two. Wow. Yeah, there's only two tickets available for Survivor Series. So the show's already sold out. Everything else available are resale tickets. So let's pull this up on the screen. So they don't need him to sell tickets. They don't need Punk to sell tickets for this show, which is interesting. I didn't realize this show was basically sold out. But if you look here, blue means available seats sold through Ticketmaster and WWE. Purple, pink, whatever you want to call this color, magenta. Those are all verified resale tickets. Like people bought them and they're like, oh, I don't want the ticket anymore, resale. So yeah, this show is sold out already and they don't need Punk to sell it out. So they can just have Punk do the big surprise debut. That's very interesting. Huh. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I think Punk is going to return. I think it's all going to happen and I think WWE is going to play this up very, very, very big. Remember, CM Punk showed up at a Raw in Chicago earlier this year, quote-unquote, to say hi to friends, had a slight talk with Triple H, and then, well, Vince said he had to leave. So, who knows what that slight talk was all about? Now, could... and it, it, I wouldn't put it against Punk to try and actually talk about a return. Hunter probably would have been more coy with it. Because, you know, that would be contract tampering at the time. But... I don't know. I'm very interested by this. I think it's going to happen. I'm very hopeful. And it's going to do some good television, I think, for WWE. Good TV numbers with CM Punk coming back, returning, and doing whatever he's going to do. I honestly think they put the World Heavyweight title on him. I think Punk returns. Everyone's like, he's going to beat Roman. He's going to take... No. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter. He's going to take Roman's belt. He's going to take Roman's belt. I don't think he does. I think he's going to be the one to beat Seth. As much as I want Nakamura to walk out of fast lane tomorrow as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, I don't think it happens. Seth overcomes the odds. And then later this year, if not early next year, CM Punk beats him for the belt. So, gonna be an interesting next couple of months here, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, AW got Adam Copeland. WWE's gonna get CM Punk. Now, speaking of Roman Reigns, many have asked what his next title defense could be. We know that his next title defense will be coming 
at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view, but who, who it's against is still to be seen. Now, there have been some rumors and reports saying that it could be John Cena, and some say that the reason Paul Heyman and Cena are going to be in the same angle next week on NXT is to start this build and then take that and go to SmackDown with it, but it doesn't seem like that's the case, according to a new report from Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, where FRW Online's Joseph Courier kind of consolidated everything Meltzer stated, writing the following. The both are scheduled for WWE Crown Jewel. It doesn't look like Roman Reigns versus John Cena will be happening at the event. Dave Meltzer reported in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Reigns versus Cena is not planned for Crown Jewel. The show is taking place in Saudi Arabia on Saturday, November 4th. Now, I did see one website write, Big spoiler on Roman Reigns' next opponent, his Saudi Arabian Crown Jewel opponent. And then they write, it's John Cena, like two hours ago. Or this stuff came out overnight from Meltzer. So uh, read your stuff better. This is, this is not the plan right now. Meltzer wrote the following. Although the promos were the bloodline and Heyman talk of Cena as the second greatest wrestler of all time, with the idea Reigns is the greatest and a playoff of Cena's WWE tagline of being the greatest, and Cena also at this point scheduled for Crown Jewel, it was confirmed to us that Reigns versus Cena is not the match planned for the show. Now, Reigns and Cena have already faced off in recent note at the 2021 uh, SummerSlam event. Fastlane will see Cena ingrained with the bloodline as he teams with LA Knight to take on Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa tomorrow night. This, again, is what many people thought would lead to Roman and Cena at Crown Jewel. Now, it could lead to Roman and LA Knight at Crown Jewel, but I don't know. Reigns is expected to make his big television return next week on SmackDown, October 13th. He's been away since, well, shortly after Survivor Series or SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Also, with the Hollywood strike still ongoing, Cena has made an extended return to WWE this fall. He's been announced for every SmackDown up till the end of October. Basically, it seems like he's going to end his current run at Crown Jewel. Now, again, Meltzer is writing, Cena and Roman is not the plan for Crown Jewel. Not. Even though some websites are misconstruing this, I've seen two already today write that this is the plan. Spoiler on Roman's next opponent. It's John Cena. Yeah, no. It's not. Because it says, not happening at Crown Jewel. Cena's back for a little while. Cena is going to stick around till basically this Crown Jewel event, but it looks like somebody won't be around in WWE once Crown Jewel does come around, and that is the executive vice president of HR in WWE. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported today that Suzette Ramirez's car will be leaving WWE next month. Nick Khan sent an email to WWE staff informing them of the news. Ramirez's car was WWE's chief human resources officer. The last day with the company will be November 3rd. WWE's EVP of Human Resources, Suzette Ramirez Carr, will be leaving the WWE's company on November 3rd. According to an all-staff email that WWE president from WWE President Nick Khan, Thurston wrote, HR was probably one of the more obvious areas of overlap with Endeavor Services following the TKO merger. Ramirez Carr formerly worked for United Talent Agency, Beauty Counter, and Oak Tree Capital Management. She joined WWE in May of 2022. Her areas of oversight included talent acquisitions, employee experience, development and engagement, 
and HR operations and training. Executives Jamie Horowitz, Catherine, Catherine Newman, and Andrew Levine were also laid off earlier this month. The layoffs were made after Endeavor's acquisition of WWE became official. With the acquisition, WWE and the UFC have been merged into one publicly traded company named TKO Group Holdings. WWE also made a round of cuts from the roster back in September. So yeah, looks like another name will be leaving WWE. It's unclear exactly how their human resources division is going to be working going forward. Whether there's going to be one human resources overlooking WWE and, and um, the UFC or if maybe just someone from Endeavor is going to take that role. It's still unclear, but yeah. WWE's Executive Vice President of Human Resources, Suzette Ramirez Carr, will be departing WWE at the end of the month. Well, early next month. Now, tonight is Friday Night SmackDown, and this is kind of a spoiler, maybe, for tonight's show, but another big name is scheduled, or at least seen, in town tonight. So we already know that from Monday Night Raw, we're getting Judgment Day. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley. We're also getting their challengers for Fastlane, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. Mike Johnson of PW Insider earlier this week wrote that the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, Otis, and Maxine Dupree were all also scheduled to be at SmackDown tonight. Well, according to Mike Johnson, he states that former WWE champion Drew McIntyre has been spotted today in St. Louis ahead of tonight's WWE Friday night SmackDown tapings. So, it's unclear if Drew will actually be on the show. I mean, Drew has nothing to promote for tomorrow. Drew's not booked for anything at the Fastlane pay-per-view, so I don't understand that one. At least with Judgment Day, Cody and Jay being on the show, which still makes no sense to me, they're going to be building up something for Fastlane. But what is Drew going to be building up? I don't get this at all. Unless we're going to get the big news that Drew is the name being moved over to SmackDown from Raw with Jey Uso coming from Smack or going from Raw to SmackDown with Jey Uso going from SmackDown to Raw. I always thought it was going to be Cody, and that's how Cody gets back to Roman. But maybe not. Maybe Drew is so mad that Jay is on Raw that he went, Hey, Adam, you need someone to go to SmackDown. Let me be that one. I don't want to be here with Jey Uso. Something like that. I don't know. I always thought this was going to lead to him and Kofi in a match on on Raw because they're doing that whole thing. But we'll see if Drew even gets used. I mean, for the most part, they do bring Raw talent to SmackDown periodically, actually quite often, to do a post-show dark match for the live crowd. We've seen it with Seth, and we've seen it with Cody, and we've seen it with Miz a number of times this year. Now, speaking of talent bring, being brought to a show that they're normally not on. Well, WWE Hall of Famer The Undertaker is scheduled to be at the WWE Performance Center next week and even on Tuesday. Mike Johnson of PW Insider writes the following. Well, there is no word yet as to whether he will appear on camera. The word around the WWE Performance Center yesterday and today has been that The Undertaker will be in Orlando, Florida next week, including Tuesday when WWE NXT has a loaded has loaded up a big episode to go up against Tuesday night AEW Dynamite on TBS. Again, this doesn't mean that The Undertaker will be appearing, but certainly has to be considered another arrow in WWE's quiver if they chose to go that route. Undertaker does visit from time to time to give advice to PC talent, 
So this could simply be that. But the timing, obviously, is interesting. So are they just going to put The Undertaker on NXT next week to go up against Edge? I mean, can't say that no more. Adam Copeland and all the other matches they have on that show. That's going to be an interesting one. And what would he even do on NXT? What would The Undertaker, what would Mark Calloway even do on NXT if he's on that show? You just have him go cut a promo real fast. Oh, we're here. There's new talent. I'm putting him over. I don't know. I have no clue. You got tombstone somebody? Choke slam some fool? Like, I have no clue what you would do with The Undertaker on an episode of NXT. That's kind of like... And then the other thing, do you advertise him ahead of time? Or do you have him saved as a big surprise? Because if you're trying to beat AEW in the ratings that night, one would assume advertise ahead of time. Because then you're risking the... Because you could do the whole surprise in hopes that people change the channel over in hearing Undertaker's on the show. Oh my God, I need to switch. But then that's still a view NXT did or AEW did get from that person. Possibly. If you want to call it that. Well, no. It is a view, but then that's an extra view that WWE would get. I don't know. I would, I would announce it ahead of time. If you're trying to really bolster the rating. So that way it's less. So, because you announce it ahead of time. And that's more people watching NXT from the start of the show. And not being on AEW and then switching over. And still giving AEW a view. So, I would announce Undertaker ahead of time if that's the plan. We don't know, but he is slated to be at the Performance Center next week. Now, speaking of this AEW versus NXT Tuesday night, uh, not a rumble, but battle, what a, call it a rumble, I guess. I don't know. Here's the lineups for both shows. So as far as Dynamite does go, George Strickland will be taking on Brian Danielson with the winner becoming the new number one contender for the TNT Championship. The rated R superstar Adam Copeland will go one-on-one with Luchasaurus in his first ever AEW match. Powerhouse Hobbs will be going one-on-one with Chris Jericho. Sorry about that. Jay White will be taking on one-third of the Ring of Honor World Trios Champions or six-man tag team champions in Hangman Page. With the AEW International Championship on the line, Ray Phoenix will be dropping the, I mean, defending the title against John Moxley. Like, who thinks John Moxley's not winning that match? Who thinks John is going to lose to Phoenix? Yeah, nobody. But why does that matter? I mean, I, I, it matters because it has to happen. But it's like, no one's going to care. They're just going to watch it going, how does John beat him? How does Mox win? Oh, Mox just won. And also, Soraya will be defending the AEW Women's World Championship against Akarashita. Again, another match that's probably very predictable. So, if we're looking here, it's a very predictable card for the most part. I'm not sure who wins between Sorvin and Danielson. That's an interesting one. Especially with Christian being the TNT champion. You might want to go babyface, so Danielson. Copeland's going to beat Luchasaurus for sure. I think Hobbs beats Jericho with a bunch of interference. Jay White's got to beat Hangman because he's getting built up for um, MJF in the belt. John Moxley's going to retain or win the title back from Phoenix because I was never supposed to be the, the thing anyways. And Saray is going to defend successfully over Sheeta. I think it's very, very predictable of a show. Now, then we look over 
at what NXT is doing that night. Not as many things announced, but less predictable. First off, we do know that Cody Rhodes will be on the show to make a major announcement. Now, I've seen all the people on online. He's going to announce the CM Punk signing on NXT against AEW. I don't think that's the case. If I'm predicting here, and if I'm wrong, I'll eat my words. If I'm predicting here, I think Cody is going to be on the show to announce the next Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Also, we do know that Roxanne Perez will be taking on Asuka. Again, not predictable. Who wins? Roxanne? One would think Roxanne gets a big win over Asuka, and then that propels her maybe to a shot at the NXT Women's Championship. Then we've got Carmelo Hayes with John Cena in his corner against Braun Breaker with Paul Heyman in his corner. Again, what happens there? Not predictable. Does Melo beat Braun? Does Braun beat Melo? What happens with Heyman and Cena? I think there's more intrigue in the NXT show than the AEW show, even with less announced, because it's less predictable. There's more of, huh, I can see this going this way, but I can also see it going this way. With AEW, it's like, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win. So, I'm just saying, I think the NXT show is less predictable, which in turn could be better on WWE. Now, as far as me and what I'm going to do, I'm going to watch both at the same time. And then our review that night is going to be AEW-focused. And then at the end, I will tell you what happened on NXT and what I saw. Because I'm going to be flipping back. Well, I've got four screens here. So I'll have it on two different screens. But I won't have the commentary on for the most part for NXT unless AEW goes to commercial. Because we prioritize doing a Dynamite review every week. So I will do a Dynamite review next week and then also talk about NXT and any big major things that does happen on that show. Now, speaking of NXT and AEW this week, well, in the overall numbers, NXT beat AEW Dynamite even with Adam Copeland making his Dynamite debut. Um, an analysis of the numbers for Adam Copeland's AEW debut has revealed that his appearance, well, quote, didn't move the needle. After his debut at AEW Wrestle Dream on October 1st, Copeland made his Dynamite debut just a few days later on October 4th's episode of AEW Dynamite, reuniting with old best friend Christian Cage momentarily. As of this right, uh, at as with his debut, the video did impressive numbers on their AEW YouTube channel, but it didn't really do impressive numbers as far as on TBS does go. TBS numbers saw AEW average 800,000 viewers compared to NXT the night before, drawing 857,000 viewers. So, yeah, AEW didn't beat NXT this week. Now the big thing is, are they going to be able to beat them next week? There weren't issues with TBS's scheduling for the show, but even with those factors factored in, Copeland's reported return or Copeland's return reportedly didn't help the numbers. Even if you factor in how many homes would have been affected, it still wouldn't have helped. Dave Meltzer wrote the following: 
His debut on AEW television drew a disappointing rating due to the cable and DVR mess-up situation. But even factoring in that, the number would have been in a realm in the realm of usual, not over the top. They went against two baseball wildcard games as well, so you could factor that in. But with 800,000 and a .28, Copeland, even factoring that in, didn't move numbers to any appreciable degree for his TV return and debut with the company. It looks like he could be entertaining, an entertaining character and have good matches like with Christian. But being a needle mover just doesn't seem so yet. When someone switches promotions, as we've seen with Cody Rhodes and will soon with Jade Cargill, it is likely they come in with a fresh coat of paint. Everything is new and fresh. The expectation should be for Copeland to be able to have fun, have more creative freedom that he had, and have fresh matches with new opponents. As far as being a big difference maker, I don't believe there's any magic bullets here. Even if he did pop a rating at first, and him not doing so is absolutely a disappointment, in the long run, that's really what the reasonable hope for Copeland should be. Someone who gives you good matches and interviews, does programs where they have effective and consistent stories, and helps teach the younger talent. So basically, Adam Copeland's Dynamite debut didn't do any extravagant number, didn't boost the ratings. And then when you factor in that some homes got messed up with DVRs and recording and this and that because I don't know what happened with TBS, but they had issues with their scheduling. It's still, even if you factored that in, would have just been a normal dynamite number. So that's interesting to see. I mean, maybe a lot of people were watching baseball on ABC. I don't know. We don't have Showbuzz Daily to show us that anymore. So we'll follow this. We'll see if Adam Copeland does help out AEW ratings. But as of right now, he didn't help last week or this, this past week. Now, speaking of people coming to AEW, Dave Meltzer had an interesting tidbit in this week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter about younger talent possibly leaving AEW for WWE as Meltzer wrote the following. One person in WWE noted that they believe that the wrestling war will turn into WCW or TNA or Bellator as the competition in the sense there will be signings of older talent from WWE with names while WWE will get AEW's younger talent, Jade Cargo being the first example. And this is history repeating itself. Now, before I go farther, what he means there is look at WCW. They signed Hogan. They signed Savage. They signed Piper. Older names. Who did WWE take from WCW? Jericho, Guerrero, Malenko, younger guys. So, Meltzer continues by going. The claim is that a pipeline has developed and some of the younger AEW stars are already talking about leaving when their deals are up. Even in AEW, there are people saying the same thing. That it's known that people are looking to leave and the hope is that the number is few because the perception of AEW as the AAA league in wrestling, a baseball reference for the top feeder league, not a wrestling reference, would not be good for AEW. There will likely be movement in both directions, as there has been, but WWE is interested in the key younger talent. Now, some of those names that they could be interested in, and I don't have any knowledge of this, but these are just names that I know that could be coming up soon that WWE would possibly be interested in, Ricky Starks and Wardlow. Ricky Starks and Wardlow could be two names that WWE snatches up as early as next summer. 
I heard Wardlow's contract could be up at the end of the year. So we'll see where this all leads to, but there is talks in both the AEW and the WWE locker rooms that they think some younger AEW talent have their eye on switching and jumping to WWE. Who? We'll have to wait and see. Now, as far as somebody... Um, actually, hold on before we get to that. Um, Dylan in the Twitch chat says, Adam Page, question mark. Not anytime soon. Adam Page, along with the rest of the elite, if you don't remember, just recently signed a new long-term deals to stay with All Elite Wrestling. So, he ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Now, as far as AEW getting a young talent, getting a young name to add to their roster, it is expected that Mariah May, who just recently finished up last weekend with Stardom, is AEW bound. Dave Meltzer wrote the following in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. Actually, no. Uh, Meltzer wrote that in the newsletter, but this is a write-up of that from Ian Carey from FRW Online. Got to give the proper credit. Mariah May is expected to join AEW. The 25-year-old finished up with stardom last weekend and then teased she, quote, had a flight to catch on social media, spurring rumors she could appear at AEW WrestleDream. While May wasn't on the show, it is believed she is headed to AEW eventually. May's status was addressed by our own Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. Meltzer wrote, There was a lot of talk she would be going to Seattle, but she actually flew back home to the UK. She's expected in AEW, possibly being part of a group with Tony Storm. That's an interesting one. Following her loss to Hana on the final night of the five-star Grand Prix, an emotional May told Yokohama crowd that it would be her last match in Japan. However, she previously told Stardom she would return eventually. Regarding May possibly being involved in a group with Tony Storm, her character has taken an interesting turn since losing the AEW Women's World Championship. Since coining herself, quote, timeless Tony Storm, during a Portrait of a Star segment that aired on Wednesday's Dynamite. She then defeated uh, Sky Blue in a segment that averaged 795,000 viewers and 361,000 in the 18-49 to 49 demo. So that could be an interesting one, that Mariah May comes in and helps Tony Storm, and then we get Tony Storm and Mariah May against Soraya and Ruby Soho, maybe. That's just me predicting and spitballing an idea. But it looks like Mariah May is AEW-bound and could be coming into the company at any time. Now, speaking of AEW, there's one injured AEW wrestler who looks like they're going to be cleared up sometime soon and could be returning, possibly, in the near future. An update has emerged on AEW star Bandito, who's been out of action recovering from a surgery he underwent a few months back. Bandito had wrist surgery on the on, in June of 2023 after a match with Konosuke Takeshita that, well, saw him break his wrist. As previously reported, Bandito underwent the surgery, and it was a successful surgery, but he hasn't been seen since. Per Dave Meltzer, on the, in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, he states that Bandito is expected to be fully cleared in the next couple of weeks. Now, just because he's going to get cleared in the next couple of weeks doesn't also mean all of a sudden he's going to pop up on television in the next couple of weeks. Yet, he could, whether that is for AEW or Ring of Honor. They can use him on either of those shows. But it is being stated that possibly by the end of the month or so, Bandito should be cleared to compete, cleared to get back in the ring, cleared to return, and then we'll have to wait and see exactly when and where and how they bring Bandito back. Because they were using Bandito sparingly. Like just, oh, we need uh, 
we're, we're in a market with a lot of Hispanics and Mexicans, so let's throw them out there. Because Bandito was a huge star when they came here to Fresno and he fought Brian Danielson. So, we'll see how it goes, but Bandito is scheduled to be cleared here shortly. As we move off of that, Hulk Hogan did some talking this week with one Chris Van Vliet, and nothing against Chris Van Vliet. This is all Hogan talking on the show. Hogan actually stated that his son, Nick Hogan, was supposed to work WrestleMania this year, and things just didn't come together. Well, it looks like, according to a new report from Fightful, that's not the case. Fightful wrote the following. Nick Hogan was considered for WWE WrestleMania 39. During a recent interview with Chris Van Vliet, Hogan claimed that Nick was in consideration to wrestle Shane McMahon or do something with him at WrestleMania 39. Hogan's claim was that Shane McMahon contacted him to do something, some sort of an angle with him at WrestleMania and mentioned potentially Nick Hogan being involved. When, <coughs> excuse me. When higher up in WWE, upon seeing the interview, said, quote, In no way is that true. I can't think of a time in the last 13 to 14 years that Nick Hogan's name was brought up at all, much less in a creative capacity. There have never been a serious conversation about him being involved in anything that I can think of. Even when Hulk would mention him being involved in things, there just wasn't an interest or benefit to that. The higher-ups follow this up and said Shane McMahon has often had some, quote, wacky ideas, but they don't think that he'd ever want to do that. Now, the one thing that this could have been is that Shane contacted Hulk and said, hey, let's do something at Mania and maybe involve your son. And WWE officials never knew about that conversation. Maybe this was all something between Hulk and Shane and that never got back to the company because it never actually came to fruition or anything. So I could see that being happening, a thing where it's like Hogan thought something could happen and it never happened. Because Shane told him something that Shane had no right to tell him. So, we can see. And finally, the last news story. The upcoming Von Erichs biopic, The Iron Claw, is getting its first trailer next week. As we see here on the screen. A24 tweeted this out today, stating, quote, Sons. Brothers. Champions. The Iron Claw trailer drops Wednesday. And then we have a new poster for the movie as well. Just as Zach Efron, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickinson, uh, Maura Tierney, Stanley Simmons, Holt McCallany, Mc and Lily James. No mention of Maxwell Jacob Friedman on the poster, but regardless, the first trailer for the upcoming Iron Claw movie. That is about the um, Von Erich family will drop next Wednesday. I'm so excited for this. This is going to be super cool. We haven't really seen much of this. We've seen a couple of pictures from filming and whatnot. But yeah, I'm really, really excited to see how this trailer goes out. I will be doing a trailer reaction video to it next week once it does drop. And so, yeah, we'll see how that all does go. But then I think it's scheduled to release around Christmas time. Iron Claw. Release date, December 22nd. So yeah, around Christmas time, I'll go see it in theaters and then I'll tell you what I thought of it in a couple of months. But with that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up here. I want to say tonight is Friday Night Smackdown. 
and we will be doing a SmackDown review. But as far as what's set for tonight's SmackDown, let's pull that up on the screen right here. Those four things are being advertised. First off, we do know that the Judgment Day, Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso are all scheduled to be on the show. As far as action does go, the WWE Women's World Champion will be teaming up with Damage Control partner Bailey to take on her opponents at Fastlane tomorrow, Charlotte Flair and Asuka. Also, we do know that in his main roster in-ring debut, Dragon Lee will go one-on-one with Austin Theory. Now, this isn't confirmed, but some are saying that this is the call-up to the main roster of Dragon Lee and that he's done in NXT for the most part. Could make a couple more appearances, but he's the main roster from here on out. And finally, we do know in a non-title match ahead of their big six-man tag tomorrow, Dre Mysterio against Bobby Lashley. That is everything that is being advertised for tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, guys, we'll be back live tonight following Friday Night SmackDown. So have a great one. We'll see you tonight. And then we'll see you tomorrow night as well for WWE Fastlane. Have a good one, guys.